Welcome back to Casting Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and we're here to talk about the Challenge All-Stars Season 3, Episode 3. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Gentleman, uh, Luke. What's up, guys? And we have the vivacious Vermontian, uh, Zoe. Oh, wow. Hey, everyone. <laughs> we got another episode of Challenge All-Stars, and it continues to keep the pace. Good music. Good daily challenges, good eliminations, some good drama, some good personalities. A lot coming at us. How are you guys feeling? Feeling good. I'm liking it all so far. I loved it. Keep it rolling. Keep it coming. The challenge world, like, this season is really, like, it's taking a firm grasp on everything because, like, there's stuff about maybe season 38 coming along the line. There's the Challenge CBS show and... There's all that in the background, but no, it's it's really what's going on in front of us right now is like the premier challenge show, and each episode just keeps up the quality to keep our interest, whether it's on social media or on the show itself. Yeah, every time they walk into that house, I'm like, oh my god, this is what it's supposed to be. Like this, no no bunkers, no like weird like uh, like island or um, invasion type situations like. This is what the challenge was supposed to be, a vacation house with a bunch of messy people. <laughs> they opened the episode with some, basically like alliance and political talk, where we see Kayla, Tina, Veronica, Jemmy all together, and they announced their alliance. It's called the Treetop, or the Treehouse, my bad, the Treehouse. I'm thinking about the apple juice. Uh, the Treehouse is those names I said, plus Ronnie, plus Derek, and plus Sylvia. So it looks like the Kayla and Sylvia, the new gen girls, linking up with the OG mean girls. Jemmy's kind of like the tether between them. Ronnie's the wild card. And then Derek, he just, he lives in the room. I, exactly. <laughs> he got there on accident. He, he's just happy to be there. It reminded me of like when they have like the heist movies and you have like the janitor accidentally walk in the room while people are playing the heist. So now they have to include the janitor in the heist. That's like what Derek is. With the, with, the, with the treehouse. Yeah. Although, like, all throughout the episode, they kept talking about the treehouse so openly in front of people. I'm like, what? Like, Derek in the daily was like, come on, treehouse. And I'm like, this isn't a secret? I mean, I guess they're not really acting like it, though, are they? They're, like, very out and open with it. Yeah, that's and true. In a way, I think Derek is, like, kind of the perfect guy to have in because – I think that he's like kind of moldable to what they want in terms of they can get him to vote a, a certain way. And he has a lot of connections with a lot of the guys and he's a physical threat who it will probably get in positions of power and they can use that to their advantage. He, he's an all time soldier in an alliance. Like he's not the leader. He's the soldier. He can fit this role well for them. And there is also, like, the element of, like, the treehouse has six of the ten girls, or at least at the beginning of the episode, they have six of the ten girls. So they can be open about it because they know they have the numbers. They just they just do. It's just a fact. Um, so I think that is kind of, like, the more blatant aspect to it as a whole. Uh, if they had, if it was three of them, they'd probably try to keep it more low-key. But because they have the majority, they're telling everyone because they want them to know they have power in this game. They're playing to win for each other. And I think when you are a bit more vocal with it, it, it leads to, I think, more alliance cohesion. Yeah, no need to be, like, secretive and, like, someone tell someone else something else in private and words get twisted. They can just exist 
And think of all those girls' personalities. Like, that is their MO. That is how they roll. They are on brand. We also see Nehemiah, who's dealing with the loss of Latarian and Melinda, his two most loyal allies. He mentions, like, well, yeah, Wes is my number one guy, but, uh, you know, I, I can't say they're my most trustworthy ally, my most trustworthy ally. And also, if we talk to each other, people will target us and throw us in against each other. Uh, Nehemiah was a really interesting under-the-radar character in this, in this episode. Uh, I, I have some thoughts, but I don't really, they're not really formulated. I, but my brain's moving and thinking. Yeah, it's just funny that, like, Wes is on Nehemiah's mind as far as, like, working with that person. But Wes is not looking out for the interests of Nehemiah. He's working. He's looking out for the interests of Wes. Always. And that's what they all should be doing as the bottom line. Like, that's the name of the game. So I have to respect that. But, um, yeah, I mean, and part of being aligned with Wes means that you're wearing a bulletproof vest all the time. Because if they can't hit him, they're going to come for you. We also see John A and MJ. Uh, they're talking by the pool. Uh, they've gotten extremely close, according to people. Extremely close. <laughs> you know, there are those rumors, in case you've been living under a rock, that you know they hooked up for a little bit after you know All Stars Two. Although John A seems to be perfectly happy with her husband now, which is good for her. Things can change, but like it definitely seems like on this season. They were continuing whatever happened after All-Stars 2. And they're just skirting around the fact. I did get to meet her and her husband uh, last Sunday, in, in or last Saturday in Los Angeles. Um, she had no idea what I was saying. The club was way too loud. But she was an absolute delight. She had no clue who I was. But she, she, she is gorgeous. She's amazing. And she's kind. Uh <laughs> I, I'm I'm rooting for her. I'm rooting for her and whatever appendage she has with her. Uh, <laughs> they do talk about the idea of like a temporary alliance with Wes because like he's such a big character, but he could actually be an asset to them because they are kind of on the outside with the treehouse existing. And also for MJ's game, a guy like Wes is good because he'll go after the bigger targets that MJ probably wouldn't. Yeah, and she makes the comment, you'll be making a deal with the devil. And then she says, but you've already made a deal with the devil, and winks. I'm like, what's that mean? I'm loving this feisty John A this season. Like, I think that she knows that she can't totally fly under the radar this time. And I think she's just kind of owning her power a little bit, which is such a good look on her. I agree. I think this is the way that a returning winner should act. Like, she's not being up in people's faces about, like, oh, I'm the winner, I'm the winner. But in her confessionals, she's like, okay, I have to act like I know what I'm doing because I do. She even makes the comment, like, the last time I played a game with Wes, I didn't know how to play this game. But now I do. And that needs to be taken into consideration. The only th- she called herself, like, she said she wasn't a good player. And I got defensive in her favor. I was like, yes, you were. Just because you were p- partnered with Zach Nichols, who treated you like garbage, does not mean you weren't a good player. You took Jasmine almost to the end of Rivals. Her and Nani did great together. She did great on seasons. Like, she was not a bad player. So, John A., I am speaking in your defense on your former self. You were not a bad player. You were either just surrounded by people that were not very good or a total jackass. And everyone knows what I'm talking about there. She she lacked a bit of confidence. That was always yeah. like one of the one of the big things too. And now that she has that confidence in herself, it's just a completely different person. And it's just awesome to see because she really does hold herself in those confessionals. 
like the badass she is. And oh my God, I mean, she's just, I'll, I'll go to bat for John A any day of the week. Uh, we then see uh, a little date, a meeting of the minds between Wes and Yes. Uh, yes uh, tries to ask Wes what he should do with the sabotage. And I honestly took this moment as Yes actually trying to manipulate a bit. Uh, I think he really wanted Wes to say a name so that Yes could be like, oh, Wes is trying to go after this guy, uh, paint a bigger picture on, on Wes. God damn it, their, their names, really. <laughs> uh, and I think Wes really did a good job in playing the like the logic element of like, well, I had the sabotage and I didn't sabotage you because he's just kind of trying to poke holes at Yes's morality. But I think it fell through once Wes said, like, he kind of threatened him at the end. It, it was a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, neither one of them are stupid by any stretch of the imagination. But it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch people that are actually smart have a conversation about something like this. Um, but I do think that Wes blew it at the end where he's like, if you do use it on me, um, I'm coming for you, which totally validated what DS was saying to begin with, that could he trust Wes? Is Wes going to be you know, a team player for a little bit? He's not, so. Yeah, and I think regardless of, I think, yeah, he totally blew it in the end because he justified Yes' his decision, but I don't think Yes was falling for that at all. I think there, there's been too much murmuring around the house that that, I think Wes is threatened, especially by Jordan and Yes, because they're huge threats in a final, and I, I just think he knew where that was going. It was just great to watch, because I, yes, mm-hmm. I, Yes was so much like, he kind of was playing, they were kind of playing each other's game in that moment. And I really love the cursing of it, of the uncensored element of Wes just like dropping multiple profanity. Even, even yes, throughout a couple of like, throughout a shit or two, like he, he like, <laughs> uh, we don't get that on, on MTV. Like when people curse, they just edit out the episode or they like censor it to a point where it's like unwatchable. We get these raw moments. There, there are so many conversations probably like this on the MTV seasons that just get, taken off the editing floor. I think I could have done without Wes saying that he was going to like put him in his pot and stir him up and then shit him out though. Like I could have definitely done without that phrasing. I think. Yeah. The visuals there aren't the best. <laughs> not great. Not great. No. Uh, we get to the actual challenge. Uh, yes. Uses the sabotage on Wes. He gets a 35 pound weighted vest. Uh, and can I just say about this? You know, Twitter drama aside between those two right now, one thing I didn't like about this, Yes was like, you know, it it doesn't make sense but to use this on anyone but the original person who chose to sabotage someone else. As much as Wes is sneaky, he didn't choose to sabotage someone. That is something that came with his power. So, like, Yes's rationale did not make any sense at all. Like, it's not like Wes willingly chose to do anything. And he threw it at Jordan, not Yes. So I was like, not your best explanation. There is an argument that if Yes didn't want to use it on anyone, he just put it on himself. But he's not dumb enough to do that. So, I, I mean, there, there, there's a line of there morality. Is. Yeah, I, I think Jordan might have done it on himself just to show off that. But that's not that's a completely different case. Uh, <laughs> Kendall. Oh. Oh boy, I love Kendall, but it's becoming increasingly difficult to watch her play the game aspect of this show. Uh, she gets told, you know, or she, she thinks like, oh, well, how about I have all the women in the house? How about we all just show unity? And we, I, I sabotage one of the biggest guys because it will affect him the least. 
And so instead of using sabotage in any female, even though they all have an alliance that they're talking about out loud that I'm not a part of, I'm going to sabotage MJ. And that's a terrible decision because those women are going after you regardless. Putting it on MJ, it's not the fact that you get MJ angry, but it's the fact you get John A angry. One of the only people who's on your side and who really, I mean, we see her in those confessionals, she's got a lot of power to her. I don't want John A as an enemy in this game. And Kendall had such a, a useful scapegoat. Jordan said, just throw it on me. She had the perfect opportunity to be like, okay, thank you for making that easier for me. Like, I respect that, Jordan. You can't say that she did anything wrong if she would have done that, but it was so random. I had two major trains of thought on this while I was watching it. And one was like, okay, one, I'm not a doctor, but (laughs) that is anxiety. That girl is the most anxious human being I've ever seen in my life. And as someone who gets that anxious, especially in a situation where there's serious conflict, she needed to have a plan going in. Her plan to make an on-the-spot decision was just not wise. She should have made up her mind before she got there. And just at a certain point, you have to let go and realize that there's you're going to ruffle some feathers. Like, please, please, Kendall, give yourself a pep talk if you are ever in this position again. Make that decision not on a whim. Make it beforehand and don't look people in the eye while you're making it. That makes you feel better. And the other thing I was thinking was Kellyanne, you know your friend is a wild card here. Like, you should have got her in line. The fact that Kellyanne didn't know what she was going to do when she showed up there, like, you are the person with more balls in this relationship. You should have had her make a plan. You should have made her figure it out because now your butt's on the line because she went rogue. Yeah, Kellyanne's face was pure shock. I was like, wait, she didn't know about this? It's it's actually insane. Kellyanne, come get your girl. <laughs> come get your girl. And today's episode of Kellyanne is cracked. <laughs> oh, I met her this 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 weekend, and she was an absolute delight. She was a sweetheart. She's no longer she's no longer a, a vegetarian either. That's that's something I wanted to say. Very very nice, very nice lady. Ah, oh, so sweet. Uh, Should have got her girl though. <laughs> God, it was it was honestly the worst possible move she could have made. I I can't imagine like a worse move she could have done. Like it, that's rough. Painful to watch. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's she's a good person too. That's why it's so hard. I get that secondhand angst. That's uh, the daily challenge was a game of musical chairs. Players had to run into a mud pit that was pretty decently thick. Uh, especially near the end, where like really had to lift your legs up, get some explosiveness going. Grab a ball, take it to a goal line slash endpoint. Uh, the people who end up ballless at, in certain rounds get eliminated time at a time. Uh, the women's heat goes, and the first like the only woman who doesn't get a ball in the first heat gets eliminated. It comes down to Veronica and Kendall, two shortest girls in the house. Makes sense. Little legs, hard to get through the mud. Kendall gets a ball. And then slowly but surely wrestles her way to the finish line. Veronica ends up in elimination. What do you guys think? The MMA fan in me really wanted Veronica to make Kendall carry her weight. I was like, she was, I think she was being too nice. Like she kept kind of like letting her get up and then like grabbing her again. And I'm like, girlfriend, lay on top of her. Like make her carry your weight all the way down, exhaust her until you can knock that ball out of her hands. 
Like, there's a good chance Kendall still wins because she's scrappy and she's fast. But, oh, I just wanted to see her get a little more mean. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I wouldn't wish this type of anxiety on someone. But I do think if Kendall had gotten last and was for sure going to elimination, like, we would have seen lots of fear and irrational decisions and good TV. The Veronica last place outcome does upset the treehouse because this means they can't force a Kendall versus Kellyanne elimination. So as the game goes on, though, the next heats, we see the treehouse really come into full force as an alliance in this challenge where you have Kayla handing balls off to Sylvia. You got Jemmy throwing a ball to Sylvia. You got people tackling each other to eliminate certain people. Uh, the five women in the final heat end up being Kayla, Sylvia, Kellyanne, John A, and Tina. Tina. Yeah. In the last heat, <laughs> Sylvia and, Kay- and Kayla are just handing balls off to each other. Kayla gets the win. Uh, first place finish for her, her second authority of the season. You have John A, who just comes in and just like, I mean, John A just killed this whole challenge. I mean, really, I mean, she didn't have any alliances. She just thrived by herself. Uh Last authority spot, though, it comes down to Sylvia, Kellyanne, and Tina. And Tina is just like, all right, I'm just going to tackle Kellyanne and put her down so Sylvia can get the win. Sylvia's second authority. Kellyanne is pissed, though, because she's just she's getting tackled. She's getting squashed. Didn't even get a chance for the ball. And I, I, I understand her frustration. I don't because it's like, what did you expect to happen? She like It doesn't matter what the challenge is. She's going to get frustrated about something that is – a crucial part of the game that's bound to happen regardless, and she's going to be mad about it. That is the game. That is 100% the game. I have to say, watching it back, I was super impressed with um, Kayla and Sylvia with that last handoff, and Kayla barely beat John A. And when I first watched it, I was like, okay, it doesn't really matter. They're going to be in the authority. But then I was like, oh, no, that's a huge deal because now Kayla gets the power to sabotage instead of John A., and that couple of steps made a huge difference. Kayla was super smart throughout that whole challenge, though. She had the, like, running down the edge thing, which must have been faster because she did it all three times and was staying really close and staying more on top of the mud, it seemed. I was surprised that more people didn't try to follow her lead there. There is someone in the Menti who I think did the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very smart move by her. And also one of those moments where, like, you know, the age difference. I'm, I'm always someone who thinks, like, some of the age difference with this stuff doesn't matter. And then I watch this, and I'm like, you know what? This kind of feels like she's beating up on these. <laughs> Naya had her, like, tackled at one point. She just got right away from her. I was so impressed. You know who was really good in, like, the first heat? Ronnie. Ronnie really, like, oh. she, she, she just, like, she just did a shiver to Naya. She was running through. And she's not tall either. She was just going through, like, really impressively. And up the middle, which was probably the hardest part. <laughs> like, she didn't win the challenge, but I was actually very impressed. And she showed something there, for sure. The men's heat goes, and MJ reveals, like, I have a bad knee. Something we didn't know about. Something we just haven't known about. He apparently has a bad knee going into this season. Uh, he and Wes have the weighted vest and it immediately affects them because when they try to take a step in the mud, the, the weight just brings their chest down and they just crumble to the ground immediately. Uh, it's between basically the two of them for last place. Something really interesting to note, though, is that Jordan was holding two balls, drops one in front of Wes, 
that did not go unnoticed. I was like, hmm, nice little uh, dish there. And it never got brought up in the episode, but I would have been looking out for that, especially considering Wes is making a big show of acting like he's coming for Jordan. Yeah, well, I'm the idiot who didn't notice it. So now I'm just like, oh, wow, that's that's interesting to think about. But yeah, didn't notice. If, if it makes you feel better, Luke. In my written recap, I didn't notice at all. I didn't notice at all either. I took someone commenting and saw, like, Wes didn't get an Aaron Ball. Jordan had two and he dropped one. I was like, what? He so, did right to him. Yeah. So <laughs> Jordan keeps Wes alive. Uh, MJ goes directly into elimination. And it's the first time he's ever lost. And Kendall is, I mean, a big reason because, like, that weighted vest did play a part in it. <laughs> the men's heat goes on. And... In the second round, we see Yes tackle down Nehemiah when Nehemiah doesn't have a ball. And at a certain point, neither of them were close to a ball, but they were just scrapping in the mud. And Nehemiah gets pissed off because to him, I actually, I'm going to defend, I'm not going to defend him because I think Nehemiah acted like, a jack, acted like a jackass after the moment. But Yes is someone who said he didn't like the sabotage element. And now suddenly he's going after Nehemiah, who wasn't even close to a ball, and is like holding him down. When Nehemiah has, made, has like mainly stayed out of the West Yes drama, so now he's gone after his best friend. He's holding him down in a challenge where they're not even close to a ball. It did kind of seem a little bit suspect, like from an outside perspective. But Nehemiah just acted like way out of way out of card right after. I just think it's a classic case of Kellyanne. Because, like it's something that's inherent to the game happening and you're going to be mad about it now with his perception of how things went between yes and Wes, he probably did feel like it was personal but even if it were like few decide they've still got to get a ball and get back so what did you expect well, it's, to happen? It's, it's the main thing is that they, at a certain point the ball wasn't even there anymore and they were still going right but like it's five late. people's yeah not that many people <laughs> to get it and maybe he just thought i can take on nehemiah yeah, I I didn't see it as something malicious, and maybe I'm just, like, being naive. I just think, like, he was just like, oh, I want to get this person out of the way. I don't I don't know. I, me, I think Nehemiah blew it so far out of proportion. He was just being so extra. Like, that. that's the name of this game, especially a challenge like this. People just, they just get, like, very physical, and they're ready to take down anyone who's in their way in any capacity. So I don't know where the ball was at that moment. Uh, maybe he was just going to take him down and then try and hope hope he got stuck in the mud a little bit before he got in on the action. Regardless of what it was, that was just like, it was too much. It was much too much. Yeah, I, I tried to watch them like back in the moment because I don't think it was malicious at all. I think Yes was just like really just playing the game. But at a certain point, like the ball had moved really far away from them and they were still going in the same spot with no ball in play. And at that point, you're just like, dude, let's fucking let's, let's go after the ball right now. Let's do that. Because like if not, this is actually starting to begin to feel personal. It wasn't. But I can get like when you put everything together in context, it just feels like a coincidence for him in that moment. I get it. Uh, yeah. They all actually ended up getting eliminated that heat, though. <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay. Yeah. Yes, Nehemiah, Wes, Darrell, like, because Yes and Darrell are also best friends in this house, too, so, like, they actually all get knocked out. Cyrus and Mark go into that final heat, and they just can't keep up with the younger guys. Uh, Jordan kills them. 
Brad just destroys this challenge. He's the overall winner. He's just, oh, my God. But Brad was so impressive. Like, I, does he have webbed feet? Like, what's going on here? Because he was just insane. Because I expected Jordan to crush it because they were to all talking about how in one of those, uh, like, Paramount clips talking about how fast Jordan is, how he's the fastest person on the show, and yada yada yada. But Brad, oh my God! <laughs> I was, I think a lot of people regard Brad as one of the top players, like in the show's history. But even this one was like, I, are we sleeping on Brad? Are we not? <laughs> like talking, I was like, damn, this guy's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think if Brad were smarter, I'm not saying he's dumb, but if Brad were smarter. <laughs> <laughs> we might hold him in higher regards. He's just definitely had his moments where it's been like, oh yeah, he's an idiot. Like, oh my, I'm sorry. I just was expecting something way bigger. What? I mean, like the whole the the like the head tattoo and the relationship with Brittany and just generally like the way his eyes are always popping all the way out of his head. He does not present as someone very intelligent. Um, and, and to add to that, I think someone's Twitter, as unfortunate as it may seem, can really be a detriment to the legacy. And he's had some real humdingers, some some real some real bad tweets. Guys, this 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 started off so positive for him and just went real downhill. But okay, so we're, we're sleeping on Brad. Brad, you are better at this game of musical chairs than you probably were as a DJ. Get it, buddy? You're killing it. <laughs> I like Brad. Uh, he also he also made sure to go through the sides like Kayla did, like you mentioned. Uh, really smart. And I want to say, like, Jordan was actually beating him in that final heat, but he was running so fast, the ball slipped back out of his hands, but he still managed to go backwards and just make a U-turn and literally still zoom around Cyrus and Mark to win. Uh, <laughs> Derek also gets the win. His first uh, authority, Jordan second, and Brad second. Uh, so our winners are Brad, Jordan, Derek, Kayla, Sylvia, and John A. That's our authority. Beautiful authority. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) We move into the house life element, and we have a 70s party. It was fun. Has looked all season. Agree. He looked so good. Kellyanne, put that wig back on. Wear clothes from a different era. That's your look, sis. She she looked like how she was dressing on the ruins, actually, like a little bit. Because uh, I remember she had that little, you know, that little hippie um, headband back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looked good. Brad looked a bit like Charles Manson. Hmm. Bit. A little too much. Um, the party actually wasn't much of a party for long because it, it immediately just evolved into a lot of politicking. And we had the Kel- – not the Kelly and the Kendall confessional where she was like – I just feel like people like Wes and Kayla are changing the way this game is played. And I'm like, this is good. All-Stars being brought back was nostalgic, but you can't live on nostalgia forever. So I'm glad that it's taking a bit of a turn into strategy and scheming. Now, is the 70s party night really the night to do it? Maybe not, but it's a different element that we've not seen. And the reason the 70s party wasn't fun is because Tyler wasn't there, guys. He tried. He tried to warn everyone. They didn't listen. Tyler should have been there, and it all would have been fine. Yeah, and I saw Alan tweet about this, so I'm not going to take credit. But he was just essentially like Kayla's soundbite about being like, I don't know what the 70s were like. Maybe I should ask my parents or Mark Long. 
she is so feeding into the fact that so many people hate that she's on this all-star show and i love it i love it she's putting the knife in their og heart and just like turning it she's just getting into them and it's just like it's fantastic she she's elevating everyone else on this show like she's making like people like really care about kellyanne and kendall because like they're the most sympathizable baby face because like ooh, this mean you know young girls come and ruining our og show and if you like kayla you're like this is a boss she's cutthroat and oh my it's just like it makes everyone else better i love it and she's doing well like it's not like she's just they're causing drama she's doing well she's so funny like on the mo- like she all these moments that she's having i'm just like that's a gif that's a gif that's a gif <laughs> like so uh she's crushing it there, there are just so many people on the show right now who are really, like, being so dynamic and polarizing that they're making other people, like, more impressive to watch. And it's just really, it's it's making people have, like, very strong opinions in a good way. Like, you, you just, there's just so much apathy when it comes to the main show. Whereas, like, this show, like, you could genuinely say, like, Nehemiah and your favorite people. And, like, 80% of people will be angry, but then there's, like, a 20% that's like, no, I, I actually I agree with that. And, like, there's so many people like that in the show right now. It's it's great to see. Um, then you have, like, Wes, who's just politicking and politicking. Uh, he goes up to Jordan. He's like, we got to throw yes into elimination. Jordan agrees. He's like, actually, like, we haven't, like, like I, I actually fully agree. Like, he's never been in elimination. He's a big threat. Let's Let's do it. It's not just them, though. Brad talks about it. Mark talks about it. And Wes is being painted as the guy that's really anti-yes, but a lot of other people are really scared of him, and they're co-signing it. And I think, too, like, I don't think that yes is being inauthentic, but I do think when someone is so good as a person, it's grading. And the fact that, like, well, no one's ever going to want to put you in because you are a good person, so let's just go ahead and, you know, cut the head off. Well, you have to remember, too, like, Veronica, he's really close with. Jemmy, he's really close with. And they have a lot of pull in the treehouse. So he's got a ton of protection from the girls. And I think he put the fear of God in those guys by beating Durrell in a final. There's there's also probably just a jealousy element, too, of, like, all the women. Like, he has, like, all the women in his pocket for a good reason, because he's a good person. That they want to be in the I mean, yeah, exactly. He has me in his pocket. I would be in any pocket. I don't care. Just give me the pocket. I'm in. <laughs> I, it's exact reason, but it's like, yes is really one of those reasons where it's like, uh, sh- sh- I don't, I don't even, I don't want to say it. Never mind. But you just, there, there are always those crazy like voting bills where you're like, who's voting no on this? And it's just like you see Mark and Brad and Jordan's name co-signing it as like. Wes is the crazy politician. Like, no, we actually we actually do politically agree with this move. We don't agree with the person, but we agree with the <laughs> the movement. <laughs> yeah, and they're le- they're happy to let Wes kind of get his hands dirty with that move too. He says the things that a lot of them are afraid to do. Uh, there is the scene though with John A and Wes, where John A is like, Wes, you got to win to make these moves. Uh, and I have to say, like, she at the '70s party just looked like how she was in 2014. Like that was an that was an exact outfit. I'm pretty sure I've seen her wear. Yeah, I watched her casting tape earlier today that they had on. I think they posted on their Facebook page. Did we lose Luke again today? Is that what's going on? Oh my God! Did we? 
he looked so bored by what we were talking about. We did. We'll get him back in a second. Honestly, this is one of the best recurring gags in the podcast at this point. Like, people will know it as the natural, like, part of the podcast to where they kind of check out for a second, go grab a snack the moment Luke drops out of the pod. Oh, Luke's back. <laughs> Luke's back. All right. We didn't talk about anything while you were gone this time, so you're good. No, I, I was quick with it. So sorry. I guess my computer just won't let me go longer than 30 minutes. Um, you look a lot more clear and beautiful now, though. Like, honestly, well, like, like you were getting a little blurry there at the end. You look you look great, man. Thank you. I'm back. The comment, I mean, I'm wrong. I'm, 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 I was like, damn, when Luke comes back in the second half, goddamn, what a man. Don't call to come back. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. How do, how do you think about Johnny's 70s party look? Loved it. And you were just talking about Wes. I loved that she said when Wes was really trying to, like, convince her. Did you guys just say this? If so, I'm sorry. But John A. was like, Wes, you have to win to be able to have this power. And here's the thing. Yes, we get that because they're seasoned people. But it made me think about the main show and how Wes, like, plays with rookies and stuff like that. They feel like they're so indebted to him that they have to do that. When realistically, if you have the power, it is your power. You do not owe anything to anyone. But, yes, party was nice. Love John A. Yeah. Needed Tyler. I just I felt empowered for John A. Listening to her say those words, I was like, "Yes, you are in charge. You are writing your ticket. Do not let him trick you into anything." They just need to like cancel Tyler as a competitor, bring him on as the bartender, like they do in Bachelor in Paradise. Ah, oh my god, that's such a good idea. <laughs> uh, we then after the party though, there's some like real sadness because Tina has a broken hand. Uh, I mean, she's a big dynamic character. She got some redemption by winning an elimination. Uh, and her exiting the game this way is like, it, it's a big loss from a personality standpoint, but also she had three stars. And now, like, those three stars that could have been won by a different woman are out of the game. And I don't know if we're ever going to find out what the full powers of them are now, because, like, that's, that's a lot of stars just to lose. It's like a quarter of them just off the board now. Yeah, I, I wish they'd just tell us, but I'm sad to see her go because I don't think she has a shot at, or she would have had a shot at winning the entire thing, but she definitely could have been like a key figure in getting one of her friends there. Because uh, we even saw in the Davy Challenge, like she wasn't going to get in the authority, but if she weren't there, Kellyanne probably would have. She's the pit bull that the treehouse needs in a way, and I'm a little worried for them losing her. She also is a big, like, shield for them because i think there's a lot of people that would rather face her in certain eliminations than the rest of them um and i just love her i love her so much she's so funny her confessionals are the best and i'm just really worried that they're gonna get replaced with Derek confessionals which makes me a little sad because like she's just she's the best truly the best yeah and i feel like on any other situation they'd be replaced by jimmy but Jimmy, also out. Family issues, uh, family emergency, and it's a bad way to go down because, like I said it before the season, I truly think that as long as Jimmy didn't finish in last place in a daily challenge, she had the social connections to guarantee herself a spot in the final. I don't know if she could win, probably not, but she was probably going to go to that final as long as she didn't come in last. It's two people off the board like that. Veronica loses her two closest allies literally in that moment. And it does kind of make you wonder, like, what is the stability of the treehouse a bit now? I mean, like, because Veronica's tether to Sylvia and Kayla was 
Jemmy. Now that that's gone, will they see her as 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 much of an asset? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think they'll see her as an asset for a long time because they now the numbers are a lot more even, so they're not about to feed her to the wolves. Um, but it definitely makes it a little less dirty than it was before. <laughs> yeah, and it makes me laugh because I rewatched Dirty Thirty this weekend. And Kayla and Veronica did not like each other, like, at all. And now they're like, oh, wait, because of the numbers and the situation, we have to actually be close. Because you just said Tina's a little bit of a buffer. Jimmy's definitely the ultimate buffer. But now it's like, oh, nope, we got to work together. And I'm really bummed to see Jimmy leave because I really feel like she could have had a standout season maybe as it got closer with Sylvia and Kayla. It's just kind of like the younger girls who can actually do certain things. But I get why she'd leave. I feel like if it were closer to the final, she'd be like, okay, I'm going to stay here for my dad. But there's so many more episodes left. Like, she made the right decision, in my opinion. Yeah, my heart hurt for her. But this conversation also reminded me that that Jemmy is 100% where Kendall's uh, sabotage should have gone. Because Jemmy has multiple times been very shady towards Kendall online. (laughs) And there was nothing that could have uh, changed that. So... I'm glad that we had this conversation because that is absolutely where it should have gone. No. Oh boy. Uh, (laughs) We do get a deliberation and I call this like a fake deliberation because the tree, the tree house knew what they're doing going in. Uh, Jordan did go to bat for Cyrus because he's like, well, Cyrus is putting in work in the challenges he came in the best shape of his life. I don't think he deserves to go in. And I thought it was a very honorable cause because Cyrus has been trying his best, and I appreciate it. Um, but MJ wanted uh, Cyrus, and the Treehouse did not want yes in elimination. And with Johnny being the other number in there, they just decide Cyrus is going in. On the female side, well, they're like, Kendall's going in for sure because what she did to MJ as well, uh, and because they view her as a threat in the final. Cyrus, yeah. Well, I was going to say, and if I was Veronica, looking at how Kendall reacts under pressure sometimes, that she's exactly who I would want in elimination. Granted, you got to watch out because she's a physical beast, but um, I would be unleashing psychological warfare on her leading up into that. It would probably be so easy to do. (laughs) Like, I hate to say it because I do like Kendall. I think she's a great person, but you could really get in her head in bad ways. Yeah. And nobody's better at, like, really just being mentally fierce than Veronica. She's just, like, she she knows what she can do and what she can't do, and she just cuts through from there. She's she's impressive. Luckily for these two females, though, because of the two DQs, there is no female elimination, which means we're still not going to – I mean, we, we haven't gotten a female elimination since Cynthia and Tina. I do want to add, though, because we did talk about this before we recorded yeah. this. After the deliberation and they went and told Kendall that she was going in, there was the weirdest reaction from that where she was like, these younger all-star girls don't realize what it's like to have a family and kids and to put your whole life on the line. And I really hated that because it so invalidates anybody's personal reason for coming onto the show. Like perhaps Kayla's planning for her future. Perhaps Kayla just wants money. Like, your children do not, like, mean you have more say or stay in the house. It was just, ugh. Kayla's newly married, you know? Like, like Sylvia said, she's, she's with someone. She has a stepson at home. Like, they have lives, too. Just because 
like I, I it rubbed me the wrong way too. I didn't love it. And it was like the all stars version of know your role to me. Um, and I just, it felt weird coming from Kendall. And I love that when Kendall was like, so do I just come for you now? And Kayla's like, that's what you got to do. Do it. And that's the game. She's like not faced at all. She's like, yeah, like go for it. Obviously I don't want you to, but like you got to do what you got to do. Do you guys know what a toast sandwich is? Mm-mm. It's it's a meal in the UK. It's you get a slice of toast like out of the out of the um, the toaster, and then you butter it, and then you put it between two regular pieces of bread, and you eat it. That they eat that in the UK. So Kayla needs his money more than anyone. I'm I'm gonna be real with you guys. <laughs> well, it's a lot of like she needs a lot of like wet weather gear, which she's not accustomed mm-hmm. to. She grew up in Florida. And then was living in Vegas, and she's like raincoat, rain boots, and you know, like vacations to keep her soul warm because it's so miserable and rainy. <laughs> I loved how Kayla handled that, though. I know Zoe just said it, but I just think, I mean, let's be real. We saw Kayla on Total Madness. That wasn't that long ago, but I do think her being with Sam has really changed her as a person for the better. Not that she was bad before, but like she's got her head on straight. Like, even with Kendall reacting the way that she did, Kayla was still just stoic. And, you know, this is part of this game that we agreed to play. But I also think this goes to show, like, Kendall only played one actual season of the challenge. Like, she does not fully comprehend this gameplay. And the first two seasons of All-Star, she didn't really have to get that messy. There were times, of course, where people were mad at her. But, like, this is the first time she actually feels like, oh, wait, I'm attacked by a large portion of the house. And I might not make it that far. And it just it it shows her experience, I guess. The female cast of the season is also just so much physically stronger and savvy than the previous two All Star seasons, where like Kendall wasn't playing the game well, but she was like head and shoulders above a lot of people. Now in this game, she's I'm not saying she's average, it's just that everyone else is like on her level, and that's what makes it really tough. And man, Kayla, like these OGs, they all look so amazing. They all look so gorgeous. Some of them look better than they did 20 years ago. But when you put Kayla in the room with these people, she looks so vibrant and gorgeous and glowing. And it's just like, my God, it's not even like it's she it, she looks just on another level. My gosh, she's the best. She's she looks the best she's ever looked, period. Like she's so stunning and she's glowing from within and she's loving fucking with them, which is just like making her. Uh, she just looks so fucking good. Every time she's on screen, I'm like, holy shit, you're gorgeous. And I noticed today, I which for the first time, because usually when she's on the screen, I'm just like glued on her face. But her uh, rookie photo is so funny. I don't know if you guys have noticed it. It's it's so <laughs> weird. I, I, I was trying to take a screenshot. And I could, and like, because she looked gorgeous, but I kept looking at that little photo. Of like... <laughs> It was, a con- it was a contrast for sure. They picked a very unflattering photo of her. They, they did her real dirty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we get we get to the elimination arena finally. It's MJ versus Cyrus. Uh, the players have to toss giant weighted bags in a, in a bucket overhead. They're inside a jail cell. Uh, once the... The thing like lowers down, like they get enough weight into it. A wall opens up. They then have to break down a smaller wall, uh, which they will then, with a hammer, they'll just try to get through, escape it, go to a bell, ring it. First person to do it wins the elimination. 
MJ feels good because he's a former contractor, or he is a contractor, and Cyrus feels good because he's a former college basketball player. They go in. Cyrus really struggling at the basketball part. Uh, part of it is he misses one, and the and the bucket just keeps swinging, and he doesn't ever like take a moment to let it stop. I also feel like he could have timed out his throws. That's what he was just like hucking them. Like I don't think he was really thinking. I think he was so stressed. And the old, other thing I was thinking, too, is how much taller is MJ than him? Because it seemed like a much easier throw for MJ. And I don't know if it's because he's got a few inches and that made a big difference. We're talking like 6'1 versus like 6'3, 6'4. Um, but I will say, like, even though MJ was the one with the bad knee, Cyrus didn't really have many legs. He just had no lift in his shot. Uh, you know, old age. I get it. Um, I don't jump as good as I did a few years ago. I'm really making it real sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, f- I feel like Cyrus too. Like he's he obviously looks great. He's lost so much weight. He's trimmed down. But I feel like a lot of cardio can really like weaken you if you if you focus too much on that. And I think that might be what it is. Plus his old age. He's old. Got old bones, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MJ gets his wall up first. Uh, he goes to hammer, and he's focused on like. Yeah, doing the tiny little efficient hammer so he could eventually break one big hole for him just to go easily through. I understand the strategy. Uh, but then Cyrus gets his wall down eventually, and he's just swinging and swinging and swinging. And he's doing, he's putting in work. Uh heart was racing. I was like, because I was rooting for MJ by extension of John A, I think. Um, I don't care that much about MJ, but I care about John A. And oh, my heart started, like, beating really fast. I was like, who's going to win? Oh, me too. Because I kept being like, you can fit through that hole. You crawling <laughs> through that hole will break down part of the wall. Come on. I I loved it, too, because, like, normally these eliminations, they edit it to make it look close. But then you have Brad literally do, like, oh, dude, I'm tripping out so bad right now. Like, what's going on? Like, like Brad, like, sounded like he was coming down from, like, acid. Like, he just, like, he had no idea what was going on. But, like, that's how that's how tense that elimination was. So, like, goddamn, I'm proud of Cyrus. Uh, I'm, I'm, like, he really did put in work this season. Uh, and, yeah, I really wish he just maybe tried to go through that hole. Um, MJ gets the win. MJ gets it. It's, it's a good win. Uh, gives him three stars, too. What do you guys think? I feel like we're, like, weeding out. I don't want to say weak people because, like, Cyrus is definitely not weak. But, like, we're just getting really strong. Everybody. I mean, they started off strong, aside from a few. But, like, they're really a strong grouping of people. Yeah. We're getting down to, like, the nitty-gritty. And um, I am curious to see how MJ's injury, like, treats him moving forward. I think that that is likely to make him a target again. Um, but impressive win. I still want to see what these stars do, so hopefully we get to find out. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, uh, every matchup is going to be stacked on the guy side too, because like Cyrus isn't weak, but it's just like now that he's off the board, there is no easy vote. Because he mentioned he's like people just vote me in because I'm the old guy that people think is weak. That vote isn't on the board anymore, so people have to actually like play the game and make big moves. Uh, Brad has a sabotage. I'm guessing he'll use it on yes. I would think so. Yeah, and it 
looks like we're I maybe that wouldn't be the best move. It looks like we're getting a math challenge next week, and I feel like even if you sabotaged yes in math, he wouldn't. He would still do pretty well. Do um, they do that when they use it though? No, they don't. You're right. That's it's a good point. So I mean, I man, imagine yes wins that challenge with it. I bet he does. I bet he does. That would, he's gonna look so badass in the edit. I'm not gonna go again. I'm not gonna call more people stupid than we already have in this episode, but I think it's very possible. I mean, he's a he's a former math champion. He has he has to. I mean, uh, he's an RP. Hey, but Brad's a former math teacher, so. <laughs> Who was he teaching? I need I need receipts here. I really do. He was a substitute teacher who sometimes subbed in a math class. That doesn't count. I right. <laughs> I can assure you that doesn't count. I'm I'm curious though if oh my god well I just had a thought if Kayla just sabotages Kindle and says you skated by through the elimination that having to go win so I'm gonna throw this on you that'd be a perfect rationale. Will it would totally it? throw Kendall for a loop too like she wouldn't know what to do. I mean I'm fine with Kendall or Kellyanne. I love to see a cracked Kellyanne so I'm kind of rooting for that honestly. Yeah um, for sure. Yeah. I I would probably use it on Kendall because I think Kellyanne is less likely to do well in this challenge anyway without it. It's not me being challenge. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they see they're going to be on like heights at least, so it's like I uh, I've seen Kellyanne be a little bit frantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also get teased that there's going to be a girl coming next episode to yeah. take the place right. of the two that left. Who's your right. ideal girl to enter? Like if you had to pick one marie only because i feel like she would mesh so well in with like the kayla maybe not sylvia well jimmy's gone too so maybe not marie but i guess selfishly marie just because she is cracked and i feel like her cracked versus the kendall and kellyanne cracked would be like and a marie brad reunion Ooh, yeah that'd be good alan what about you (laughs) i tried to think what would be the dumbest name i could say um, but I'm not, actually, there's a name, like, I would genuinely, like, I would go crazy if it happened. Uh, Mandy Moyer would be, like, my dream person. Like, I just love Mandy Moyer for no reason. Like, she, like, I, I read, I went through, like, Rivals 1 in detail, and I was like, people don't give her enough credit for being so cracked the entire season. Like, she was just on another level. Like, ah, she was so funny. She was so, oh, my God. I, I miss Mandy Moyer, and she came back. I, I. I think I heard she had a call for All-Stars 3 at one point, but, like, didn't cast her. God, I, if she came back, I would be, like, throwing a parade of one. I, I think you cannot reference All-Star women without Coral. That mm. is, like, number one Dreamcast in perpetuity. I want I want her to pay what... I want Paramount to pay whatever they're paying 10 people on this cast to Coral to get her back on my TV. That is just the dream for me. I don't even care if she doesn't have super connections with anyone on this cast. I just, that is the dream. They could rig for her to make the money work. Like, she's good TV. (laughs) Before we end the podcast, any last thoughts? None. Just excited for next week. Yeah, um, I'm really interested to see how these sabotages go, and... I'm hoping that I get to look at Yes's beautiful face for as long as possible. Beth and Caffeine Confessionals, make sure to follow us 
uh, on Instagram, Caffeine Confessionals Podcast, on Twitter at CF Confessionals. Uh, follow Luke on Twitter at Final Reckoning, Zoe on Twitter at Nani Gonzalez, uh, me on Twitter at the Alan Aguirre. Have a great day. Just have a great week, if anything. <laughs>